Live from Master Closet Studios, you're listening to the only podcast on the internet recording while holding their breath. <laughs> that was about <laughs> 20 seconds. Trip, you, slow, you breathe slow, too weird. It's the noobs in the hoopian. breathing. <laughs> what was 20 seconds? <laughs> me, me, me holding my breath? Technically, you don't have to hold your breath. You just have to go... <sighs> No, because they can hear that. Anyways, my name's Austin. Yeah, I'm the Hoobie, like, and these are my sons, Corbin and Tripp. And, and we're, we're the, the noobs. noobs. And this is the podcast introducing a whole new generation to Doctor Who by watching an episode each week and discussing it from the perspective of a dad who's seen it before. And, and two, two sons, sons who, who haven't. So welcome to episode number 115, covering the series eight opener and 12th Doctor debut, basically. Like this is his first, it, yeah, his first episode. Well. Deep breath. This is the one where the 12th Doctor brings a T-Rex to Victorian London only to discover a clockwork droid making the worst balloon ever. Oh, <laughs> human skin. <laughs> was it fueled by it? <laughs> it was fueled by nightmares. Alright, this was uh, story number 242 originally airing August 23rd 2014. So I want us to take a note here. So we had uh, we had Series 7 in I think like summertime-ish and then you had November 23rd, you had the 50th anniversary episode. Mm-hmm. Then you had Christmas Day, you had the Christmas special. This is August 23rd, okay? So what I'm pointing out here is now begins the time of the long pauses. <laughs> we're going to have <laughs> we're going to have some weird stuff happen here. Um and and you know what I was thinking about is uh, Matt Smith ended up with technically more Christmas specials than he should have had, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um and, oh, you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, so did David Tennant. Now that I'm thinking about it. Because hmm. David Tennant did a Christmas special before his first season. Right? Didn't Something, he? Yeah. I think. The Christmas Invasion? Yeah, because he stole yeah. the Ninth Doctor. Yeah, he stole because the Ninth Doctor. Because he never Doctors. got one. And then, and then Matt Smith stole one because they broke up season seven. Yeah. Right? And then we're going to have, I can't remember if it's between seven and eight or eight and nine, but between two of those series... There's a year gap. And it's four <laughs> seasons over six years, right? No, it's three seasons over four years. What are we talking about? The 12th I'm Doctor? I'm talking about till today. We have... Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying. Left, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. To, 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 to catch up? Yes. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the 12th Doctor took four years to do three seasons. So did Matt Smith, right? Um, because Matt Smith, they broke up a season. He ended up with an extra Christmas special. And then... Uh, Capaldi, they go a year where there's nothing on, there's nothing between two Christmas specials. So we're going to go, I, I think it's like season seven, Christmas special, season eight, Christmas special, Christmas special, season nine, Christmas special. Wow. <laughs> and so there's two Christmas specials. There's in two back to back. There's yes. too many is what yeah. there is. So when yeah. we did, when we did series seven, we had the weird thing where we had a Christmas special five episodes and then another Christmas special. And, and we're going to come across a period where we're going to do Chris, two Christmas specials in a row on this podcast. Hmm. That's what we're going to do. Unless, unless we decide to like throw in a a classic who or something like that, Hmm, uh, that which I'd have to look at the schedule. I don't think we did. (laughs) So (laughs) it's going to be two Christmas specials in a row. And hopefully, hopefully it'll be like July or something like that. Double Christmas in July all the way across the sky. Um, So anyways, this was August 23rd, 2014 to 9.17 million viewers. Jeez. Coming on Mm -hmm. strong, Capaldi. That's, that is. Also, it gave an exact number. That is what it said on the Wikipedia. And that was it, right? Yeah. It didn't give all the like 
uh, crazy B-A-R-B, American yeah. and I play her down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It didn't yeah. do any of that for some reason. It just gave us a strict number. Somebody stopped caring. I guess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, Someone stopped. Caring. This one was uh, written by Stephen Moffat and directed by Ben Wheatley. Didn't have much in the way of miscellaneous trivia and uh, and cast. And honestly, that's because I forgot to look up who the clockwork <laughs> droid guy is. Uh, oh my gosh! I just realized something. You know what? Okay, Whovians, you know what I'm thinking of right now that I did not do in the cast. Don't worry. Uh, don't worry. Okay. Why are you being so cryptic? <laughs> because, because, because things, because things. Okay. Guys, Noobs in the Hooping is brought to you by R5 Website Management. Here's the thing. If you're a business and you don't have a website, you don't have a business. It's just the way it is nowadays. Never been more true than now during the coronavirus. Everything's digital. Everything's available online. Heck, you can even now go to the doctor online. By the way, total side note. Last time I went in to the doctor, uh, as I was walking past the doctor's office to get to the room that I was going to be seen by the doctor in, I walked by and he was doing like telemedicine. Wow. Had his little headset on, was talking to a guy and everything. And I was like, huh, that's interesting. Um, I say a guy could have been a woman. I don't know who he was talking to because I couldn't see the screen because that would be bad. if I could. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so anyways, um, guys, everybody is going online. There's lots and lots of ways to do it. And R5 website management is here to help you out. So if you're considering something, if you've got a business idea, a podcast idea, a book idea, any kind of an idea, and you've already got a name picked out, you need to go get mm-hmm. the dot com. So just like we talked about your name November back in uh, last <laughs> fall, if you've got a name in mind, you need to go and look and see if the dot com is available and go book that at R5 Website Management. So uh, don't forget when you go, go to store.r5websitemanagement.com, use the code Noobs. at checkout and get 15% off of every order all the time. Not just your first order, by the way. Anytime you do a new order, 15% mm-hmm. off. Use the code Noobs. Noobs. Oh, yeah caught y'all sleeping guys that brings us to the checklist um name of the episode spoken in dialogue uh, <laughs> so corbin and i looked at each other at one point and went did that count because <laughs> clara went and I then mean, held it for a while and, and then, then passed in, out like what? wow like what? and then in the thing it just said i think it said inhales deeply or something so it didn't say deep breath Oh, did it in the closed oh. caption? Yeah, in the did closed it really? Caption. I was not wow. even paying attention to that. I was just thinking about her making that noise, yeah. and, and I looked at Corbin, and he and he goes, "Did that count?" Like before, I, I was literally the words were getting ready to come out of my mouth, and he said that. So technically, like, no, we didn't get the, the name of the episode spoken. Technically, about. no, because to it hold your breath long enough to make yourself pass out. Yeah, that's, plus that it was, was like thirty seconds. Other people have to do that. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently, Corbin, it only takes twenty seconds. No, 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 and I argued with y'all on that. She was holding her breath way longer than y'all were like. Eh, like 10 seconds. No, it was a couple minutes that she was holding her breath. Anyways. Uh, Plus, creatures. she could just let out the breath and then hold it again. Because yeah, they, clearly they were getting that, surrounded but, by like the dudes with the knives uh, and then they held the yeah, breath she's for like, like 10 seconds. <laughs> and I felt like this was one of the fans writing in after the fact. She They're goes, stupid. They're stupid. Hold, hold your breath. breath. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I mean, I love how they escalated from these clockwork droids. They aren't breathing. That's how the doctor figures out they're not human. And that right. turns into if you hold your breath, they suddenly fools don't them realize into thinking, you're yeah. 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 Not just that, but they can attack you one second and not realize you're there the next. Um, or not perceive you as a threat the next. Yeah. Which you know what? But now that I think about it, is kind of like the Borg. Like in Star Trek, if they there was a couple couple of different times where they boarded a Borg cube, and as long as they kept their phasers down, they could just go anywhere on the ship. And they I'm like, keep their that phasers is, equipped. Uh, yeah, as in your hand, down. but as long as it's pointed down. Yeah, yeah. Okay. There was even one where they were carrying like the rifle phasers, and they just pointed them down, and it was fine. 
because they're not a threat. I'm like, oh, yeah, wow, no, that's okay. totally fine. Yeah. So that brings us to the creatures of the week, the clockwork droids. And what wasn't clear to me on this one was, are these the same ones that we saw? Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. They wrapped it up at the end. Yeah. These droids uh, came off of a ship that was the sister ship of the Madame de Pompadour, which mm-hmm. kicked off the whole girl in the fireplace episode where we had the clockwork droids yeah. there. So yes, these are the same clockwork Except they, droids. Except they yeah. looked way less advanced. It yeah, I do like love their literal version. clockwork. Which ones look So when you advanced. first see them, you think they're from present day, like someone made them, mm-hmm. you know, way back whenever this is supposed to be Very taking place. But yeah. then it's like, no, that was from the future. And they went oh, back yeah. in time at one point. Yeah, well, granted, yes, they were simple clockwork, but they were still sentient robots. So I, they're still a little Were they advanced. sentient if they think holding your breath means you're no longer alive <laughs> well at least the the main oh, what was yeah. it the control node or whatever you called them yeah, uh, at least that one was perhaps. i think uh, the yeah, other ones true. looked more advanced which one are you the ones in the, madame the, de pompadour yeah uh, uh girl in the fireplace yeah why yeah. did why did they look they just they didn't even know. have skin dude remember they had, remember like, they had they had masks yeah they had like they had like um weren't they literally just visible clockwork inside yeah remember they they were they were wearing like costume yeah, party masks yeah. and when you pulled them off they had like clear plastic yeah because that's heads. the cool steampunk thing to do right yeah to make all of the clockwork as visible as possible exactly yeah yeah so these had like skin well yeah, yeah they just but they took actual skin i i just think the other ones look more i don't know because like it wasn't as open and it wasn't wasn't what wasn't as open it's, it's confusing i just think the other ones looked more advanced i do love okay if the one node guy hadn't been strangely missing part of his face, you probably would have never realized that any of them were robots. No, you I mean, like, aside from the strange way they're acting, that was such a dead giveaway. (laughs) And he is the only one going out and about, apparently, and, like, collecting humans. Now, okay, now what did y'all think about the scene in Mancini's restaurant where it slowly dawns on the, the doctor and then even slower dawns on... Uh, on Clara that they are robots <clears throat> and it's really weird the way it happens because they did a great job of shooting it because the whole scene is focused on them, right? The camera's pointed at the doctor and Clara yeah. because that's the way it would be, right? That's where their attention would be. It would be on each other trying to figure out what's going on. And then when the doctor realizes neither of them sent the message that brought them both there. And then it's like that turns his attention outward, but not Clara's mm. because Clara's like, wait a minute, you thought I was an egomaniac. You know, and that whole, that whole thing is happening. The doctor is looking outward, and as that's happening, the sound effects slowly get turned up yeah. on like a production level. Like, Plus, when they first walked in, it was totally actually real people. There oh, wasn't yeah. robots oh, yeah, yeah. there. But, but I, I was actually, you know what? I would be curious to go back and rewatch. Yeah, like were they always were they, doing Because if you're not, yeah, the, the like not, repetitive motion. Yeah, and stuff. if you're not thinking like, about it, and you could easily totally get that it. by a lot of people. Where and they just yeah. wouldn't notice. And that's my point is that even when they and when I said when I said they slowly start turning up the the sound effects, I wasn't even thinking of the clockwork sound effects because that comes in later. I felt like, but part of this was because I knew what was coming before you start hearing the clockwork whir and tick and all that kind of stuff. You start to hear a cadence in the background noise. Mm. Like there's a difference between the white noise of of a bunch of people eating lunch. Oh, yeah. To all of a sudden, you hear the same clank over and over again as yeah. the same spoon hits the same bowl in the same rhythm over and over and over again. Same glass gets set exactly. down. Yeah, yeah. And you start to hear that even though it's chaotic and noisy, that there are rhythms within there that just don't line up with each other. Yeah. And then they introduced 
the whir and the clanks and the and the gears turning and all that kind of stuff. It was I thought that scene was brilliantly the done. Thing I do is, love how the thing is, if you're just walking in, you totally would not. Yeah, you would not you see it. Yeah, because you're not staring at people. Yeah. you're not watching and paying attention. And how much time do you spend with any given person in your view? Yeah. Right. As you're walking past their table, you see yeah. them for maybe two or three seconds. And in that time, you see them lift the spoon and drop the spoon. That's all you don't see yeah. them. And by the way, someone lifting their spoon to their mouth over and over again while eating soup wouldn't be weird. Yeah. In and of itself. Right. Right. See that even if you saw pattern, them. But. Yeah. Even if you saw them do it two or three times as you're walking by, mm -hmm. it still wouldn't seem weird until you realize they've been doing it for five yeah, minutes. Oh, and really haven't drank any of the soup. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, notice that the spoon never actually touches their lips. And Plus, you can tell that those were definitely, like, the way they were moving Very and stuff. Very stilted and movements, yeah. I gotta love, he mm -hmm. uses air disturbance to realize they're not breathing instead of just simply looking at the fact I, that they're all moving in the same rhythm. I feel like this is a thing with the 12th Doctor. He's all smartsy. Where he's guy. oblivious to the basic stuff and is using complicated yeah. signs. Oh, no, that's just the Doctor. I mean, oh, no, yeah, but we're what, like they what were trying I mean to incinerate trying the door or whatever the door instead of seeing if it was unlocked. Yeah. Right, exactly. I feel like there's a lot, there's a little touch of Sherlock mm -hmm, yeah. in, the, in the 12th like Doctor. Like the one time stuff, even when he... Wait, no, that was... Well, that was with the 11th Doctor, but he came and he was like, I'm Sherlock Holmes or whatever. Right, yeah, but what I'm talking about is like like Corbin was With saying, like him taking the yeah. hair and dropping a hair. Um, you guys remember from the Flash Forward Stop episode. Stop noticing things. Oh, wait. Uh, Okay, while I'm talking about distinctives of the 12th Doctor, will you stop recalling the 11th Doctor? <laughs> but the 11th Doctor was the same. You are not listening to me at all. But the 11th <laughs> Doctor is the still the same. Okay, moving on. Um, so, oh, we got we to gotta change some things. Bow ties are cool. Not no, anymore. Not here. Uh, Amy's reading glasses, hats, Geronimo, all this has got to go. Uh, stuff the Doctor loves, we'll, we'll leave on there for right now. Uh, so, Jiggery Pokery. Um, the, okay, we find out in this episode, the Sonic is voice activated, which by the way, that was a hilarious scene <laughs> where they're struggling to reach it. They finally reach it. And she goes, please tell me that thing's not voice or no, too bad. It's not voice activated. And then he kind of looks like, oh yeah. And she's like, tell me it's not. It's like, <laughs> have you forgotten this for your entire life? Yeah. Cause we've doctor? never seen him do anything voice activated mm -hmm. with the Sonic, but apparently I, I guess I, mean, I guess he did something in classic. Hope, right, right. Well, that's what I said. We've never seen it. <laughs> Moves in the movie yeah. has never yeah. seen it. And so that means that either he has done it in classic who, and that was a callback. Oh yeah. Or it means like Corbin was saying, he has forgotten it for the entire yeah. run of the show. Do you really yeah. think voice done. activation was that common of an idea back then though? I can easily imagine. Yeah. Star Trek. Did anything like Star that. Trek did that all the time. Yeah. What did they do? Voice activated everything. I mean, most computer like analyze the data. I mean, okay. yes, they they flip knobs and and and, and like to contact and someone, they got to press their shirt or speak. I don't know. Well, no, back then they actually system. had to flip out a thing. But my point is, no, voice activated technology was in science fiction was totally a thing in in, mm -hmm. in, uh, in and how it's real. The sixties, yeah, I know, right? The science fiction is now. And that's right. We live in the future. Uh, so the TARDIS, man, we got a cloister bell when uh, the Doctor passed out. That bit where he passed, did y'all catch that? Mm -hmm. I mean, he was, you know, the TARDIS was kind of like his in face. the background. Oh yeah. Oh man, he hit hard too. Um, but there was that definite, you know, that was, that was really cool. Um, and then, then we have the, what has now become a running gag within New Who itself and within like the last few months itself. Clara says, oh, you've redecorated. I don't like it. <laughs> so, and by the way, I mean, okay. They pointed out that he's redecorated. Did like, is it me? 
Or is the 11th Doctor's second TARDIS very much the same as the 12th Doctor's TARDIS? Except it doesn't have the kind of round things. I don't remember that at all, so... You don't remember 11 second TARDIS? It was only oh, in like... 11 second. Oh, it was I mean, only in a the couple second of doctors. I'm like, how would I remember that? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. No, Matt Smith's second TARDIS. Yeah, they didn't look I swear, it was different. only in a couple of episodes, wasn't it? His second uh, TARDIS? It was in the last seven somewhere. episodes. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I'm sorry. The last seven episodes plus the 50th anniversary plus the Christmas special. Oh, yeah. I really don't So we got don't nine episodes. It. Yeah. Um, to me, it, it seemed very, very similar to... Um, the Matt Smith's second one. So there wasn't a whole lot yeah, different. It still in got that way. like space kind of thing. Yeah, a lot of metal. Yeah. Um, yeah. the or big the big cone above. General, uh yeah. The the Wikia pointed out that like a, a set of lights on the control panel went from like amber to purple, or maybe it was the other way around. I don't remember. Um, but like the 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 light up roundels on the wall. Yeah. That's that was already there. And that's the only TARDIS she's well. I mean, she's known every TARDIS, but that's the only one she's <laughs> been in consistently. Yeah, yeah. It's not like she was um, in the 11th so first one. The Wikia did point out there's there's a few new touches, things like the armchair he was sitting in when she came in. <laughs> yeah. There's like that was bookshelves that weren't there before. Book so there shows? are some things. Um, but it's not, not it is not the difference from oh, 10 yeah. to 11. First it's old not, doctor yeah. knew who they give him some elaborate armchair and a bunch of bookshelves. Are you ah. kidding me? <laughs> and a walker. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you say, uh, did you say the first old doctor in New Who? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Good, good qualification there. You know something I need to look up? Uh, y'all need to remind me of what was the age of uh, Capaldi when he started and what was the age of Hartnell when he started? Because I really think we they have were this magical device. Very- <laughs> <laughs> right. I didn't want to do it while we're recording, though. So I'll move I don't on even know what to look as, up, so. as you do that. Uh, well, actually, just look up uh, Capaldi birth year and then Hartnell birth year and then do some math. Uh, 2014 is when Capaldi started. Complicated. Okay. Anywho, um, so we didn't see the psychic paper yet with the 12th Doctor. No needless sacrificial deaths. Clara didn't die yet. Did we get a Doctor Who? Oh, did we? I didn't record it if we I did. I think they did. I think who would have said it? I think it was like during Clara's crisis of who is the doctor. I think it was said a few times. Was like it really that. a few times? I don't I know. I really feel like it was said hmm. okay. at some point there. Okay, I don't remember for sure, but all right. Well, and other stuff we noticed. Um, <laughs> we have the doctor um, uh, really struggling with the bedroom. Oh yeah. Uh, concept of you have a whole room for not being awake in, and it's one of those things where. It's not weird until you think about it real hard. And then yeah. it is kind of like, huh, yeah, I guess so. Of course, no one really doesn't use, like, people only use the room for yeah. bedroom things. It's yeah, not yeah. exclusively for sleeping. It's not like you this just have true. a room with, like, half the room where most of it is just your bed. It's like you have other stuff There's other in stuff it. in there, yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially, especially the younger you are, yeah. <laughs> um, what the heck? What the actual heck? Was that cartoon noise when the doctor passed out? Hmm? Was there a? I think there, there was, was a boing. Yeah, I was like, "What was that?" <laughs> I was about? like, "What?" When? Uh, it was right. Um, uh, it, so they're in the bedroom, yeah, right? And, he's and like going. Vastra is talking to him in in Scottish, in Scottish accent. And then now there's an she accent. says, "She says, 
project into my mind a mental image of you being completely asleep. And then when he does, he lurches back and falls onto the bed asleep. And there is a doing. And I was like, what the heck was that? It was so out of place for like all of Doctor Who. Let alone this one episode. A sound effect like that. Maybe, but not normally. I don't know. Pow. So, so bizarre. So who's who? Uh, so first of all, who is Jenny? Um, did she get her teeth fixed? Is it just me? I think I feel she like her. I feel like she had a gap in her teeth, kind of like uh, Strax. She's always had a godly perfect teeth, though, for being a well, woman born in <laughs> Victorian London. Yeah, yeah, what, yeah, yeah, whatever the year it is. Some, something's different about her smile this here. season than it was last season. Uh-huh. Um, I did love her line, though. She says, "I don't like her, ma'am. I love her." And as to <laughs> and as to different. She's a lizard. <laughs> so I love Ginny and Vastra so much. Um, let's see. So who is Vastra? Um, she does a half decent Scottish accent. Hmm. That was weird. Yeah. Um, the doctor was really bothered. And I have notes about this later. The doctor was really bothered by all the English accents, which is hilarious. That was He's a great had an English accent his entire life. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Not only has he been, uh, you know, uh, an, an alien with an English accent. Mm-hmm. He's also been, let's not forget an alien with a British accent played by a dude with a Scottish accent, right? Because Tennant yeah. is, has, a, has a Scottish accent that for whatever reason he didn't keep yeah. and Capaldi did keep. And if I remember correctly, I think that was a big deal. If you guys remember when we talked about Eccleston, there was like a big deal because he was from the North and he sounded oh, like he was oh. from the North. And uh, they even poked fun at it in the show. When, There's lots, uh, lots when of plants have Scotsman, yeah, how dare they? Right, and that's the thing is, uh, you know, th- that... That was kind of like a, it's so funny that the hills were going to die on. Oh, yeah, right. You know, yeah. like the the idea, the idea that, and I'm sure there are people out there who think that, well, why wouldn't we have a female doctor? It just makes sense. Who would have a problem with this? I know there are people who who legitimately think that. I mean, there and has I think to be. there are people who pitched a fit because a guy was from the wrong part of England. And mm. you like you're confused as to why they would like if you swap their gender, um, they had a fit when he was too young because Matt Smith was too young. Then they had a fit because Capaldi was the right age, but he's Scottish and he's not gonna do an English accent like the last Scotsman that we had on but there. So he's gonna be a Scottish to doctor. Like- a gecko or something like just well, we've, talked about, we've talked about that about how like, <laughs> like he, he should come back with two heads yeah like, yeah <laughs> and not have knees or whatever like remember matt smith was like oh fingers toes i've got shins you know like he did that whole thing um yeah it, I, I love that um within the lore of the show he could come back as anything some people poke fun at the fact that even though he could come back as anything he always comes back as a white british dude and then, and then they change that, and people freak. Out. What? what, what? He's, he's Scottish. Um, so anyway, I feel like they're going to give him red hair for one regeneration, and then people are going to freak out over that. And it's like I kind of think that they. Yeah, that, honestly, that that's the thing I'm surprised it. hasn't happened. Yeah, I, 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 I think everyone would love that. Oh, everyone! No, everyone would love that. No, yeah, okay. Let, no, no, okay, no, not, not everyone. Not let's everyone. not be. Not let's not be the people that we're talking about right now. What yeah. you say? So we can't make blanket statements on the internet. <laughs> that's yeah. right. That's right. Um, yeah, I, I say. I say we just go here. Okay, here's what I want. Okay, mm-hmm. I want. I want a a um, redheaded Asian woman <laughs> to be the next Bond and the Fourteenth Doctor. Same actor. Same actor. <laughs> same, yeah. actor. same actor. Okay, that's what I want. As Bond, she'll do a German accent. And (laughs) as the doctor, she'll do an American one. 
And then we've seen oh, what happens. Not American. Oh my gosh. The walls would all come down <laughs> if the doctor had a, an English accent. Oh my gosh. I can't even imagine. Um, whoo. Anyways, what were we talking about? Vastra. Uh, <laughs> so what was the, um, what was the, what does my note here say? What was the symbolism of the veil? See, oh, you were like, like fussing at me for saying that's dumb, but it here was you like, are like, I don't when get did it. you take your veil off when you stopped noticing it? Which is not, <laughs> it almost implies that this veil word. is some sort of, like, what, what do they call those Trickery. things in Doctor Who where you can't, you're, oh, you're, like a psychic uh, filter or whatever? Yeah, whatever they call that. Yeah, it yeah, almost yeah. implies it's like that. It's yeah. A, like, we still see it, unlike right. with the psychic filter, so... Right. It no, would kind of I think, explain though why I think no one my, can see your face. My note here. So, so Corbin had a fit when, when, uh, Vastra, uh, Clara said, when did you stop wearing your veil? And Vastra said, when you stopped noticing it. And I looked at that and thought that was brilliantly done because they used a scene cut to make that happen. Mm-hmm. She's wearing the veil. Clara stands up, says, how dare you? They cut to the doctor. When they cut back, she didn't have the veil. They cut back to Vastra without the veil on. And the conversation continues. And I did and not yeah, even none of us, notice. None of us noticed it. I did not even notice. And that's the point. And so it was brilliantly executed. Corbin's like, that's dumb. And my question is, what was the symbolism of the veil? Like, what was that supposed... Because I feel like they put a lot of importance on that veil. She you kept talking about it. You should be ashamed of who you are until people accept you. That's right. what it should be. Because uh, that's basically what it was saying. I mean... Like, I'm going to cover up myself until you accept me for who I am. That's what I felt it uh, was. And I don't like that message. It's a little message. weird. Where it's like, it's not about the outside, it's about the inside, which is why I wear a veil yeah, all the time. Yeah, so <laughs> which, no is why I exactly. which is exactly. why I cover this it up. Which is why I cover it up. This is what I'm saying. Is like, I, maybe, if, maybe if we sat down off air, because heaven's... We're not going to let's not do this on the podcast. It's oh, yeah. not happening. Um, but but maybe sit down and think about what 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 was the point that they were trying to get across? Because obviously yeah. Stephen Moffat was trying to say something. In sit that down scene. with your I family and do the same thing. <laughs> yes, everyone around dinner. Figure it out. Yes. dinner table tomorrow night. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's see. Uh, and then okay, one of one of the best Vastra lines so far. If you ever doubted whether or not she's going to kick butt and take names, it is our intent to leave. If it is your intent to stop us. Perhaps we ought to get down to business. <laughs> Dang. Dang. God. And then proceeds and then to, Je- again, kick all of the butts. Um, and actually, then Jenny until should have losing. just been ripping off. Yeah, yeah. Off comes the gown. And <laughs> Why did they, by the way, they, they had matching cat down from the ceiling. Oh, yeah. That was amazing. Oh, yeah. They had matching cat suits this <laughs> week. Normally, it's just though. Jenny and then like Vasher's oh, yeah. wearing whatever or whatever. But uh, this time, yeah, when they... when <laughs> I yeah. love they were falling down from the ceiling. Oh, and then Strax. <laughs> oh, he's you should, you should take the stairs next. That whole scene was pretty incredible. I think it's funny they gave him whatever they like came flying down from I can't they remember. gave him one even though I expected him to come down yeah, he was holding it rotating yeah. down by via the silks I can't and remember did they make that hole in the ceiling how did that hole appear I really the, don't they clearly come um, flipping yeah, from they down kill, above they which they seems to be come. like a 30 foot elevator ride down into it <laughs> <laughs> but then they just come swinging down from the ceiling or whatever uh, I don't remember. It I was definitely a hole, though. I don't remember where it came from. I don't know, but what, it's probably who were their stunt off, actors? Because that was amazing. Dude, when Vostra oh, came, oh, came yeah. rolling down the silks, 
Um, that was amazing. Got <laughs> more. So by the way, that's the silks we've seen that on Christ. on America's Got Talent. Oh right? yeah, mm-hmm. remember that? That's what it is. Except yeah. all she did was the roll down thing. But I have never seen anyone <laughs> roll down that far. Oh, she yeah. was going and going and going. It was like nine rotations before she hit the bottom. I, I want to meet the stunt actor for Strax because he just like <laughs> fell on his face. <laughs> that was fantastic. Um, How much did he get paid to fall flat on his face? <laughs> onto not the enough. It was, it yeah, was, yeah, not enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm trying to I'm trying to look up something here to confirm something. Um, let's see. Well, let me let me come back to that in a minute. So, who is Strax? Um, <laughs> I love the whole "May I take your coat?" scene. I'm not wearing a coat. <laughs> what is all this? Uh, my clothes. <laughs> May I take your clothes? <laughs> and then he and says, "May I take your hat?" Are you wearing a hat? <laughs> he just doesn't understand things like gender and clothing for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> May I take your clothes? I think the, not. <laughs> if you'll if you'll remember, he was the one who thought that uh, uh, River has a big head because her hair must be part of her head. <laughs> I just love that. I mean, I'm surprised he knows what a coat as coat is, seeing as he only yeah. ever wears that giant battle suit and occasionally. <laughs> well, no, no. In the tux. last in the last season, he was wearing yeah, he was wearing the full. He uh, always wears. Actually, yeah. I think in this episode he was wearing the tux. Someone must yeah, be dressing him up in that because there's no way he's figured out how to get that thing on, <laughs> on his own. You mean in universe you're talking about? Yeah. Oh my gosh, like, I can't even imagine. Yeah. Um, I love the line "Out of the way, scum! Jurassic emergency!" Like what? <laughs> Like, who in who in Victorian London knows what what that means? I don't even think I know what the that Jurassic means. Jurassic <laughs> emergency. Um, I wouldn't know if it weren't for Jurassic Park. That's the only thing I know there. Uh, let's see. He says uh, about the TARDIS as the guys are moving the TARDIS off the cart. He says, "Don't scratch it, or you and your bloodline will be obliterated from time and space." <laughs> like, wow, <laughs> we're scratching the TARDIS. The like, box. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He just he just goes. Uh, there was a, there was a, a line earlier that I I didn't even write down. Or maybe it's later. I don't know. Where he's he's knocking on the door and he's like, he's he's simply knocking on the door to see if someone's in the room. I think the doctor. And he's like, come out, open up and surrender to the glory of the Santaran Empire. It's like, dude, just like all <laughs> yeah. you want him to do is open the door. Like on you're the wondering, TARDIS, is he and then in the there? Dude comes out. <laughs> oh, that's what it was. Yeah, he knocked on the TARDIS. Yeah, he knocked on the TARDIS door. But the like, glory of the Santaran Empire. This yeah. is your friend. Why are you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> surrender to the glory of the Santaran Empire. He is an ally. Don't forget that. <laughs> yes. Um, and, but he still has oh, to then, surrender. And then right on the heels of "Don't scratch it, or you and your blood." line will oh, be yeah. obliterated from time and space oh, he says battle strategy we will lure him here to this place of safety and melt, melt him, him with, with acid, acid. <laughs> that last part yeah. and not melt him with acid <laughs> and we will not melt him with acid <laughs> he's still yes and he still he did that fist pump he's still, both he's times still clenched it. i want so much more of strikes so, okay did we discuss on the last episode that this was supposed to be a spinoff what like this group Yes. I think we did, yeah. That, that, that would have been amazing. Um, oh my goodness. Actually, oh, actually, it was the um it was the Christmas special. It was the snowman uh-huh. where we first saw the Paternoster game. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And that yeah. was supposed to be a backdoor pilot. Do y'all know the oh, the term backdoor pilot? Have mm-hmm. we talked about that before? I so a backdoor so I can pilot what it is. A backdoor well, pilot yeah. is when you use an existing popular TV show to introduce people to characters for a new show. Now, technically, technically, this would be... Did they do that for, like, Sarah Jane? Wait, no, that was, that's a spinoff show. Not... Yeah. So, you, so that so wasn't intentional. A spinoff yeah. is when you have existing characters on a show and that then, spin off into yeah, their own show. Like Torchwood and Sarah Jane. Torchwood, and... a, a canine. Yeah, um, a canine. Yeah. Jackie so a, a backdoor pilot 
is where you introduce new characters. Like intentionally now, to spin it off. Uh, kind of, kind yeah. of. Okay, so there, like so so there's for a, the purpose. So there, there's a show called Bones that mm-hmm. ran for like ten or eleven seasons, <laughs> and it was about um, forensic. Uh, analysts who you know solve crimes basically Mm -hmm. and so they're like something was missing one time like they needed to find something and one of the main characters goes oh i've got just the guy (laughs) he goes they call him the finder let me call him and he calls him and this guy shows up and he's got his team that all show up with him and the rest of the episode you pretty much don't hear from the main characters ever again you're hanging out with these new people that you just met right and then then the, the network sort of feel it out, right? So what happened is next season, guess what premiered on, you know, Fridays at eight or whatever, The Finder was literally the name of the show. And it was called that character. That's so dumb. That was his nickname. He was the finder because that was what he did was he found missing things. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. It was a great show. It was a fantastic show. But the idea is you introduce brand new characters. Now, We've technically we already know Vastrogenian Strax, but well, we don't know the three of them together mm-hmm. as a crime-solving trio with extra people somehow. What I do you think, mean? Who like, are the extra? They people? had people like. I when, think they mentioned like we'll set some people on it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So they the, yeah. have a whole. They call like, them. They call them the the, the Paternoster Irregulars. <laughs> oh right? yeah, yeah. Yeah. That, was yeah. It. that is a takeoff from Sherlock. Where Sherlock had his irregulars, and oh what that, so so you have regulars, which would be a regimented army unit. Mm-hmm. Irregulars would be like special forces, specially designed units. They're you know they're a little bit more yeah. freewheeling kind of thing. So the irregulars, Sherlock had a network of mostly, I think it was mostly kids that would re- <laughs> relay information to him from around town. So this is what it was. This was another. Because if you remember, I love that though. If you remember, we established in the Snowmen that Sherlock is definitely based on Vastra. Oh yeah. Because Sir Arthur Conan Doyle knows of her exploits. So the the thing there is Sherlock is actually Vastra. Yeah. So um so they were trying to do a backdoor pilot with these characters, and the Paternoster gang was going to be a show, mm-hmm. but it, for whatever reason, it I would it love didn't that. take. It oh, didn't I would take. Love that. So here's here's the thing that I just looked up and verified. Remember when I said we get a lot more Strax? Mm-hmm. We don't. I was wrong oh. again. We don't. This is it. Dang, that's sad. The, yeah, right? This is the last time we've seen the Paternoster gang on the show. So There's they're so in Strax comics better and audio come back and, uh, like, <laughs> like 20 years from now, we'll get the Patanosphere game. They're great yeah. characters. I don't understand why they would just I know. forget about them. They're entirely. amazing. I mean, here's the thing. They would be great for another show. That's but true. But the three of them, the three of them together are a whole ensemble. So to try and tag them along with, with the doctor, the doctor and a companion yeah. or multiple companions would be hard to do over the long term. But I do I think watch all the episodes odd. that they were in. Yes. Oh, for sure. I think it would also be odd if like the TARDIS just keeps accidentally landing. That, in Victorian that's the thing. London. Is like how many times can you go back to Victorian London unintentionally, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, or even intentionally? Yeah. Like yeah, Like how many times? Like, the whole thing about Doctor Who is we go somewhere different and some win different all the time. I want it to so, be. Somehow they get out somehow. Like I know it would they be. They leave that area. Yeah, yeah. Like they somehow get out or they like get a they TARDIS. just. 
<laughs> or or a, 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 a vortex manipulator or whatever. Yeah, like, like yeah. Jack so, comes back and takes them <laughs> to the future or something. Hey, there you go. That way we can meet up with them and they can travel and like solve crime through time. Well, and, and honestly, what it comes down to is that's what the audio adventures are for. Yeah. Like that's yeah. what I'm finding more and more and yeah, more is that the audio adventures they leave stuff for them. <laughs> uh, I don't even know if they. Off. I don't even know if they intentionally do. Maybe they do now. <laughs> it's probably part of the business model now yeah. that the writers go. It's kind of like that time on Flippity Doo Seven, and they're like, "What? Yeah. Oh. oh, tune in next season. For, I mean, next next summer for the audio adventures of Flippity Doo Seven. Um, <laughs> you know, all that kind of stuff happens, but. Um, I really, I'm, I'm starting to think now. I want to get into the audio adventures oh, yeah. just for that, yeah. just for the, Strax, just look up Strax audio adventures. Well, there, are, there, I mean, there are so many stories. Worms, there are so, so many. Stuff. You can I, never catch. That's up. the the main reason that I have never dipped yeah. my toe in it is because yeah. I feel like you cannot dip. It's like dipping your toe in a black hole. Mm-hmm. You can't. Mm-hmm. You will be sucked in. Once you cross the event horizon and listen to mm-hmm. one of them, you're going to be just like committed. This now. is amazing. Yeah, that's right. That's and then right. you're going to hit start. the singularity and there'll just be way too much content. <laughs> and like, there will be infinite Doctor Who. <laughs> I feel like that's what we're approaching. We should start doing that. We should start once we finish with Doctor Who, just do all of the... <laughs> oh. Yes, then we'll have an extra 15 years. Yeah. Wait. A minute. <laughs> That's I just not figured a bad it out. Idea. It's not a bad idea. Mm. Except that we are doing the movie show. We have to do that one. Oh, that well, one that's. Um, hey, welcome back to okay. Noobs in the Hoobie, <laughs> yeah, where we're yeah. talking about who is Clara. She yeah, right. is not Handles. Definitely not. <laughs> did you uh, Even though the doctor thought Handles, he was, did you regenerate? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's right. You, you know him, have a body. Yeah. That's right. And, and what did he say? Like, it's awful or something like that? It's, like, <laughs> it's a bit of a step down or something yeah. like that? A bit of a downgrade? Uh, uh, Clara's like, hey. Okay, so, uh, yeah, Corbin, are you about to move that note? Yep. Yeah, move that note. Okay. Uh, she, oh my gosh. So the scene with, uh, that we've already mentioned, the veil scene, she is not impressed oh, by yeah. pretty young man, uh, pretty young men, but if there is anyone who could flirt with a mountain, it's her. Like, dang, like some confidence there because Vastra said, you know, like the doctor is like, you know, she had one of those speeches, you know, he is timeless and endless and infinite and blah, blah, blah. Um, you might as well try and flirt with a mountain. And she's like, by the way, did you say that? Vastra said, that makes that whole lot (laughs) make so much more sense. You didn't get that? I never heard that. We rewound that a couple of times. I still didn't hear it. I don't know. Is this a British thing? Flirting with a mountain? (laughs) I don't get it. Vastra said, you might as yeah. well be flirting with a mountain. I see. And she says, I'm not impressed by pretty young men. She goes off on that whole terror about the only poster of a boy she ever had in her room was Marcus Aurelius, which by the way, she was quoting Marcus Aurelius when we saw her back at Coal Hill. But anyways, um, she's not impressed by pretty young men. She doesn't put posters of models up on her, on her bedroom wall. When she was 15, she had one of Marcus Aurelius because he's an awesome, you know, leader and person and whatever, not because he's pretty. Um, but if there is someone who could flirt with a mountain, you're looking at her, she says. I'm like, dang. And then Jenny just... <gasps> oh, that's right, yeah. Woo! <laughs> it's like, whose side are you on right now? Uh, Jenny is on the right just... side. That's what I love about right Jenny. Side. Doesn't matter who it is. She's on the right side. <laughs> Woo! You did it. Uh-huh. And then she goes, sorry. <laughs> I can listen to Jenny talk all day. Long. <laughs> oh, I yeah. love... And I... Oh, man, sorry. I want that show now. Oh yeah, uh, I want that show so bad. 
Jenny, it could just be Jenny and Vastra and I would tune in. <laughs> and then you tell me Strax is going to be on every episode I as well. Oh my gosh, I'm there. Uh, let's see. Uh, Strax is giving her um, the whole the whole scene with her and Strax from him Are saying, so and we will not amazing. melt him into acid. <laughs> and then th- the times, shall I send it up and chuck at her and hit her in the <laughs> face with it? You know, that's what it was. I was like, what did he do? So yeah, he threw the newspaper at her. And then, and my favorite part is, like, that's it. Like, <laughs> yeah. she goes, whack, falls over, scene cut. That's yeah, it. You know, like, that was it. <laughs> so much funny. And then, there's a whole other audio adventure of yeah. what happens after. Then you have him mopping the floor with the nastiest water you've ever seen. Can I get some it water? Had, okay, real quick. The water had a texture. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> all right. It had a texture. So, um, there's that whole scene where he's giving her a physical. And um, I love the, that subtle effect where he's scanning her thorax and you can see her bones. Mm-hmm. Like we can see it. It's not just strength. Yeah. Um, but he says, <laughs> uh, let's see. Work, he's sure. looking and he says, hmm, deflected narcissism, traces of passive aggressive and lots of muscular men doing sport. Which, by the way, <laughs> contradicts her little speech earlier. <laughs> yeah, right. um, but uh, I, I love the, um, you know, he's like what looking into looking her. Soul. Yeah. I love he says, say ah. And she says, ah. And he says, uh, wider. And she, or he says, I can't see something. And she's like, you're looking into my eye. You know, that whole scene there. Was and then he great. doesn't look into her mouth. Yeah, he never did. He goes, oh, right. Easy mistake. No, no, not mistaking. An <laughs> you eye have mouth. eyes and mouth. <laughs> this isn't the gender thing again. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Um, let's see. There was the whole bit where um, uh, egomaniac, needy game player, and that was then me. she realized he was talking about her, not himself. And she's yeah, like, whoa, wait a minute. That was Hang me. on a second. Yeah. Uh, the doctor tells somebody, who was it? Uh, later on, the, one of the droids, never try to control a control freak. Again, in reference to her. Yeah, and she's freak. like, what in the world? You know, like, you know, they're, <laughs> they're having it out here. Um, I, love the <laughs> I love the line where uh, it's either Vastra or Jenny said the authorities have been called. And Clara says, hang on, she called the police? We, we should start doing that. <laughs> And then the police like, like just run away. Yeah, they <laughs> no didn't do anything. Oh, they did. They didn't. But just the line itself was hilarious. Like, we well, we ought to start trying that out. Like, call the authorities. You know, so. <laughs> the doctor does not okay. like violence. So if that's right. Yeah, the Wikia pointed something out that I thought was interesting. It said that her first interaction with Eleven, Clara's first interaction with Eleven, if you bar the minisode where they met and she was a child, do y'all remember that no. minisode? Where Wait. they're on the swing oh, and he's oh, talking to a yeah, little girl yeah. and then she leaves and, Clara, and it was Clara. Wow. Okay. If you forget about that, because <laughs> that was a mini episode, that wasn't a main episode. Her first interaction with Eleven was on the phone. Her last interaction with Eleven no. was on the phone. I see. And you know something I just no. thought of? He was on the TARDIS phone both times. Oh my God. Yeah. She called him the, in the Bells of St. John and he answered the TARDIS phone. Mm. And then... <laughs> Apparently, by the way, apparently during the time of the doctor, he took the time to pick up the the phone because apparently he still hasn't wired it back into the control panel and called her in the future to say, give this guy a chance. That is amazing. That just the wibbly wobbliness of that. I love. shouldn't have been listening in. I didn't have to be. Uh, Yeah, I was Her last interaction with him, but not his last interaction with her by a long shot. Oh, yeah. True, true but his first his first interaction with her was not her first interaction with him yeah either because he he interacted with why, the echoes why are all, first why are all the, the why the 11th doctor's co- relationships are complicated for oh, yeah. sure <laughs> like moving back let's not even talk about river okay yeah, yeah. 
his wife has been moving like in opposition opposite to direction him this yeah. entire time. Yeah. So um I I am not I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But it seems to me that this is the first time that the last doctor showed up in the next doctor's first episode. Like I know it hasn't happened in New Who. Yeah. So but think about this. And as I started thinking about that, I thought, wait a minute. Okay, hang on. This means that there have been three episodes in a row to feature the 11th Doctor and the 12th Doctor. Mm. In the day of the Doctor, we had the angry eyebrows. Remember, yeah. we had the, no, sir, it's all 13. Zoom in on Capaldi's eyes. Whoa. Right? Then in the is. time of the Doctor, he, he regenerates into him. Yeah. And then now in Deep Breath... 11 calls the future. And so we see him again. Oh, so wow. we got all three doctors. Uh, I'm sorry. We got both doctors in yeah. three episodes in a row and then throw in on top of that, that in the first of those three episodes, we had two other doctors present. Yeah. Very actively. Not, not to mention all of them, <laughs> not mm -hmm. to mention all the previous doctors, but we had very prominently the war doctor and the 10th doctor along with 11 and 12. So anyways, I, that was, that was just a, a thought that I had that if I had the presence of mind, I would go add that to the Wikia or something because I didn't see that mentioned anywhere else. But um, so speaking of who's the doctor, we got yes. all new doctor to talk about <laughs> now and start analyzing and thinking about. So um, as we mentioned earlier, he's annoyed with uh, English accents. Everyone sounds so English. Um, he goes, uh, he goes to oh escape goodness. the bedroom to try and, uh, you know, capture the, what was he doing? He was trying to help save the T-Rex or something. Yeah. And he opens up the door, says, door, boring, not me. Yeah. Opens up the window, looks me. out. Me. Yeah, that was, that was Like, this is terrifying. still the 11th Doctor. He's uh, well, he's, still no, the he's still the Doctor. Well, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the yeah. He's still the silly guy, though. Um, there's the line, uh, what's he, uh, Clara says, what's he doing here? And Vosser says, there's trouble. Where else would he be? You know, <laughs> like, she's not surprised he's on at all case. to see the Doctor. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, he says, I need a big, long scarf. Nope, move on from that. It looks stupid. Okay, so he's a little... <laughs> Little tweak of the nose to the fourth uh, uh, doctor's uh, scarf there. No, move on. It looks. Stupid. Yeah, move, move on from that. Move on. You know, like time got to move forward. Um, he recognizes his face, right? He's looking in like a puddle or whatever, and he recognizes his face. But he says it's all full of frown. But I didn't do the frowning. Who <laughs> frowned me this face? face? That is the greatest. Great line. That is a great line for a doctor uh, dealing who with his new appearance. Me so, who frowned I me this face? I feel so bad for that drunk guy in the alleyway. Yeah. The doctor was just absolutely terrorizing. Yeah. If he thought he was crazy, <laughs> oh, like, yeah. the doctor, like, you know, no match whatsoever. I love Give how innocent he was at first, too. He, he says he has attack eyebrows. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> You could kill someone with that stare. I swear to goodness. <laughs> he has a tech eyebrows. Uh, Corbin, was it you? I think it was you that your prediction uh, at the end of the Matt Smith episode was that we were going to be seeing the twelfth Doctor doing a lot of angry staring, <laughs> or something to that effect. That was yeah. that was your call, and I was like, "Yep, angry right. attack eyebrows." Um, he mentions he's Scottish. Um, that means he gets to complain about things. He says <laughs> that was great. He's Scottish, but. The guy that he stole the face from was from Rome. That's weird. Ah, you know, whatever. <laughs> that doesn't matter. He's, he's, this, this doctor is Scottish, wherever the face came from. Um, he says, I hate being wrong in public. Everyone forget that happened. I love, <laughs> I love the idea of, I hate being wrong in public. That's, that uh, is quintessential doctor. Um, apparently he'd appreciate a drink before being killed. 
<laughs> he offers the clockwork droid a drink. Uh, and then, you know, b- before you die, I, I would appreciate one myself. You know, um, he says murder isn't in his basic programming. However, never underestimate how far he will go to protect humanity. Mm. And then we get the incredibly ambiguous resolution. Mm-hmm. Did the droid jump or did he get thrown? Even the freaking and we angel don't in heaven is like, I didn't catch it. What happened? Mm-hmm. And then he just didn't answer anyways. Right. Yeah, it's it's left open because new doctor, who is this guy? Remember, yeah. remember, uh, you know, one of the things we found out about the 10th doctor is no second chances. That's the kind of man I am. Remember that whole thing where he was mm-hmm. like, am I that kind of guy? I don't know. Um, so, you know, 12 is saying murder isn't in his basic programming, but don't underestimate how far I'll go to protect humanity. Yikes. Um, nice fourth wall break. Where did that happen? Oh, man. There was a moment where the doctor looked right into the camera, and now I can't remember what it was. Do y'all remember? Probably in the alleyway scene. No, 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 no. It was it, he was done being crazy, and he just looked. He like looked right at the camera, like eh. And I can't oh, remember what it was. Maybe in the diner scene when he was talking about notice the stuff. No, because mm. he was still kind of crazy at that point. I feel like he had he had leveled off. All right, anyways. Um, I don't know. He says, I'm the doctor. I've lived for over 2,000 years, and not all of them were good. Like, He's lived way sound. over 2,000 years at this point. Didn't we calculate it? I don't. I think it's still only just over 2,000. I feel like Well, we okay, so he was, it, he, was was like he was 1,200 and something <laughs> when he got to Trenzalore. Yeah. And, and then he spent 900 years on Trenzalore. Mm-hmm. So that would make him 2,100 years. No, he was 900 years on Trenzalore. Still, remember because we talked about two thousands how approximation, right? Yeah. I well, he says I've lived for over two thousand. That was nine hundred. Then Clara left again. No, it was it was three hundred, no. and Clara oh, came yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. And then Clara left and came back again, and it was in the audio adventures or a it was a novel uh, that it says that it was six hundred years between when she came the first time and the, and the last time. But it's so. a novel canon, I guess. We're just accepting know. it as canon. Yeah. But. but he says, I've lived for over 2,000 years. Not all of them were good. And then I'm not sure I'm a hugging person. Though. I'm not sure you get a like, say. Matt, yeah, I'm not sure you get a vote. Um, Matt Smith, definitely a hugging person. Did a lot of hugging of, of oh, yeah. especially Amy, like, you know, when he would, they would be split up for an episode and he would save her and he would give her a big hug and stuff like that. Uh, 12, and when she's like, I don't think you get a say. He still stood there with like his hands out. Like yeah. he never did like go, the oh, okay, I don't want to hug someone. Yes. Else. Yeah. Very much so. Very much also, so. Also, then she was like, you're getting the coffee. I'm not sure I'm a fetching person or something like uh, yeah, that. Yeah. Or something like <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. I don't remember what it was. All right. Uh, so can we talk about Clara's reaction to the regeneration? Corbin, you want to kick this off? I mean, I don't know. I don't, I just think it was All right, well, let's really over <laughs> Like, like. So there's only been one other companion in New Who that's made the cross between two doctors. So I think the best True. thing to do is to compare them. Is Rose, Agreed. obviously, and Clara. Let's do it. So Rose's reaction was, it was fairly calm short. and collected. Yeah. And she didn't know until it was going to happen that he could regenerate. It was she didn't know that short, was a thing. I think. What do you mean when you say it was fairly calm and collected? I mean, not not like calm and collected, but it, but it wasn't like this. It isn't bothered my her a lot. No, it de- she definitely did. Was it? It was. She was very bothered by it. She was. I still don't think it was quite as extreme as the way Clara reacted, though. I don't remember and it being a whole big Clara thing. Has 
millions of lifetimes of seeing right. every yeah. single version that of apparently the she remembers okay. at least so most of for yeah. me the the core problem here okay trip trip made a good point uh at lunch and i said stop talking we have to save, save it for the podcast but the point that you made at that time was um it's walking the viewers through the process yeah right? again presumably we've picked up that, we've picked up a lot of viewership mm-hmm. during 11's time and two things one we picked a lot of them up series six yeah. not necessarily in the 11th hour but even the ones we picked up in the 11th hour did not do this it was a new doctor but it was a new companion so we yeah. didn't have the same kind of thing, right? And so this time around, like Trip said, you you got to do the thing where where you're you're walking the fans Come through on, it. Don't worry, it's especially, okay. Yeah, like especially the new fans, but you can't do that with this companion. Yeah. This is the companion who should have had the easiest transition. Yeah, you should have done it with the Paranosta gate. They should yeah, have had a problem. I feel like they That's the weird thing is that they, they, they seemed really Who's fun. this guy? Vastra should have been fine. And then Jenny should have been like, who Why is should this? Vastra have been fine? Because Vastra is like I think Vastra than... does know he regenerates. But like, I don't think neither Maybe. Strax nor Jenna knows Jenny knows that. But they were still relatively like, okay, this is just the doctor. Yeah. I mean, even if you know it, if you haven't been through it, it's going to be weird and hard because yeah. this is the doctor you've known. And now that's not the doctor that you've known anymore. I feel like one and of them should have understood, like Clara probably should have walked. Clara Jenny should have walked it. Jenny through it or something. Yeah. 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 Or, or Jenny and Valstra. Like, you know, like you and Strax could have been the idiot on the side who never understood that. <laughs> <laughs> that was the doctor. Like, that would have been great. You imagine <laughs> Clara has probably actually seen every time that he's regenerated because mm-hmm. she was there to stop those things. You would, yeah, you and would think. I guess those times she didn't stop it. And that's yeah, why he regenerated. She was unsuccessful. Yeah. Meaning she would have probably seen you know what? Let's every give her, single let's one. Let's give of her those. the benefit of the doubt. Let's say that the times he regenerated, she didn't show up. And that's the whole point. So she's never actually seen the regeneration. But she has still seen all of the doctors. Yeah. She yeah. has known all of them. And in her lifetime, she only ever knew one doctor at a time. But then when she hit the bottom of the well, she fell down. She remembered, she remembered, remembered all of those lifetimes. And with all of that lifetime of knowledge came no additional wisdom about this guy who's going to change his face and some of his characteristics, but still be the doctor. And, like, and I, obviously his personality changes a little bit, but there yeah, are core yeah aspects oh, yeah. to the doctor and she has right. seen those core aspects in every but single one. She should know that better than anyone because she mm-hmm. has interacted with all of them and would but at I least think, know that much about Like it. you said, like it's different than like experiencing the transition because like you said, But again, it was if just, we compared this to Rose, she didn't even know what was going to happen and she had basically mm, the same reaction. Yeah. Clara should have been That's diluted true. quite a lot. Yeah, I feel. Uh, I think I there should have been a what, little bit of transition, like ah, this isn't my doctor, because like she didn't, yeah. she didn't spend as much time with all the other doctors. Yes, right? a little bit of time of shock and adjustment, but then yes, trip what you said earlier. I think she should have been holding she, the yeah. hand of the Paternoster gang, it not been like the other way around. Key plot points of yeah. who is this doctor really? Is he going to actually leave her behind and let her die? She should have known. No, that's not how the doctor right. works. Yeah. Right. Right. But and even then, there wasn't. A, right there was like you're saying the perfect opportunity to exploit the this is a regeneration episode and say, you know, when 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 Vastra was basically like, yeah, he's not going to leave you behind. She could have been like, 
the doctor I once knew would never have left me behind, but I don't know this doctor. Maybe he will. And then you hear the TARDIS sound or whatever. They didn't even do that. Yeah. They, they actually did the opposite where she, she was so sure he was coming back after spending the whole episode talking about, I don't know who this man is and I'm scared and it's weird and blah, blah, blah. She subconsciously changed into her clothes so she could get out of Dodge because she knew the doctor was coming back. I'm like, that's inconsistent. Especially <sighs> seeing like a few minutes later or earlier, she had thought the doctor had left her for dead, which again, right. why did she think that? She knows the doctor probably better than he knows himself. Because we've established <laughs> he doesn't know himself very well, it yeah. would seem. Yeah, it doesn't seem to be very self-aware. Yeah, and that's the thing is um, the the only the only credit I'll give her there, though, is that it, because this, if this happened three episodes from now where he's leaving her and she's freaking out, then it'd be like, come on. Yeah. Yeah, but in a regeneration episode where, because yeah. let, let's remember, she's interacted with all the other doctors. She didn't interact with 12. Yeah. She didn't know him. So... Maybe this guy is different. Maybe he's weird. Some sometimes. I mean, she didn't interact with. I mean, he has been acting cuckoo crazy the entire episode, so we right. don't know. Right. But and he didn't act, you know the interact doctor. with the war doctor, and the war doctor ended up being like all bad. I think she did interact with him, right? Did she? No, she didn't know him. Yeah, she didn't recognize him when they were at the bottom of the well. She did not recognize him. Right. Which is kind of kind of weird. Kind of weird. Uh, yeah. Why is that excluded from his timeline? Why is future generations excluded from the timeline as well because he jumped he said jumping into my past is what 11 said that's true he said but this is my past past was at the end of his timeline at his actual grave which but but on trenzalore which didn't end up happening because clara saved him again and reversed you know, convinced yeah. the, the Time Lords to give him another regeneration. So yeah. he was supposed to die on Trenzalore at as the 11th Doctor. Doctor. But he didn't. So, yeah. Wibbly-wobbly, nah. timey-wimey. Anyways. That's not what we're talking about the right problem, now. Yeah, the problem that we have is that this was the wrong companion to have that severe. It's not that she reacted. It's the, it's how severe it was. Like, she was yeah. crying in front of Vastra. I know. And again, and it was had like the Noster game here. You could have had that interaction. That's, you could have it's, had the um, same interaction. It's so weird that Moffat decided we need someone to help Clara through this. Let's bring in the Paternoster gang. Instead, instead of like, saying, haven't been through let's, exactly. Instead of saying, let's bring in the Paternoster gang to be the ones that don't understand. Or bring in an old um, companion. That would I be a nice. I don't think they should have done that. Nah, that would have been too much Pater of a Paternoster gang, probably. though. Yeah. Like, so I'm trying to remember back to Tenet. Yeah. Because 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 Rose was there, but then also um, oh, the one that always flashed her name tag. Um, yeah, Prime Minister. I mean, even she didn't oh, yeah. have no. as overblown of a reaction as Clara did. Right, right. She was she, more just kind of like, "You're not yeah. my doctor." Oh, I guess exactly, you are. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then that was it for her. She. But didn't, nobody's had this much of a like forgetting things and like being this insane after a thing. I mean. Eleven kind of was no. That's like, the thing is, Tennant did. Yeah, he you did. Remember, if you remember, he remember, was unconscious. Yeah, for most he was of the laid episode. out for half the episode. Oh, so yeah, that's so true. that's the thing is to me, Ten's regeneration episode is way more like Twelve's regeneration episode, and Eleven's is just completely different. Yeah, and if I had to choose, so we're we're kind of out of. Can we talk about Clara's reaction now? Just maybe um, overall stuff here. Um, 
let me save that. Let me save that for when we get down to the ratings because I'm about to go off on a on a tear on that, and it's really out of out okay. of sequence here. We'll we'll catch that in just a minute. So, guys, just a reminder that Noobs and the Hoovian is brought to you by listeners like Victor, Jared, and James. If you find value in what we do, want to give a little bit of value back, here's what you do. Head over to noobsandthehoovian.com slash support. There's all kinds of great ways you can help us there with like a one-off donation to help us buy some DVDs or some Amazon videos, those kinds of things. Um, you can uh, do just a one-time donation of any amount for, you know, just just because. Um, or you can also click on the Patreon button and uh, do our favorite thing, become a monthly supporting patron. Uh, you can join for as little as a dollar a month. And I'm realizing as I'm reading the copy here that it says $1 a month makes you a Fez patron. Wah, wah. Oh. We got to update all that kind of yeah. stuff. So I got to come up with 12 specific uh, Patreon levels. So if you guys have any, I'll tell you what, Victor, if you're listening as mm-hmm. one of our existing Patreons, you, Jared, and James, if you guys have any suggestions for Patreon levels that are 12 specific. Choose the Patreon level that you are at. Ooh. Uh, yeah. Ooh, sure. That would I like work. that. I like that. Uh, yeah, Victor's actually kind of hanging out in his own zone. Victor's will probably stay the same because his is, I think his is River. Um, and his will, his will probably stay the same. Yeah. Uh, yeah. but the, the $1 and the $5, uh, we need new names. The $15 is still just the hosting host, um, where you can actually, uh, get an opportunity to, to co-host the show one week. Um, so come on in and I'll tell you what, uh, Ooh, let's do this. If you are the first person to come in with a $5 a month, new Patreon subscription, you get to name the level. Ooh, how about that? Mm. How about that for a Patreon? With our jurisdiction, I suppose. We uh, yes, we have yeah. we have override. <laughs> yes. We have. You can't we, make it pink pony or something <laughs> like that. It has to be relevant. Yeah, Thanos did no wrong. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <Bodie> McBoatface, <laughs> basically. Uh, anyways, head over to noobsinthehoovian.com slash support and find out how you can become a supporting patron of family fr- fr- family friendly independent <laughs> media today. And you can buy us a drink every week. <laughs> That's mess that up. Every week you mess that up. Uh, it's hard to say. You're you lucky think, I get yeah, through, yeah, yeah, yeah. watch it from the perspective of a dad who's seen it before and mm-hmm. two guys who haven't or whatever. I, <laughs> wow. I find myself I almost tripping on it. I've said it like a hundred times and I still find myself tripping on it. More All right. So that brings us down to our classic who connection. Let's hear what Jared has to say, connecting the 12th doctor to classic who. Hello, noobs in the Whovian. This is Jared with your classic who connections for deep breath all right new doctor new season lots of new things going on and apparently if you don't love it well then you're just a bigot okay maybe that's a little extreme for the message they were sharing but uh anyway and i'm just here to talk about classic who connections so first of all links is a Santaran from classic who in fact i think it's he's from the first uh, Centauran episode that we see uh, called the the serial called the Time Warrior, but uh, Lynx made similar observations and examinations on Sarah Jane Smith's thorax. At least she he he uh, studied her thorax and got a little bit more information about her than she bargained for, perhaps. Uh, and that was very similar to what Strax did with Clara in this episode. So back in Classic Who, also, when the Silurians uh, were around, um, they often referred to humans as apes or monkeys. So uh, to have that, to have her refer to uh, humans as apes, uh, that that's just, that's a classic Silurian thing. Uh, so, and now we've got this quote said again 
um, by that uh, by Clara um, that you've when she walks into the new TARDIS and sees the new console room, she says, "You've rede- redecorated." I don't like it. Uh, the second Doctor said that in the Three Doctors, and I think it was said again in New Who uh, already, if I, if I recall properly. Uh, now the Doctor, uh, when he was sitting in his TARDIS, looking around at the console room, uh, he spoke about having many round things in the console room. I know we had that uh, with the Eleventh Doctor uh, talking about round things recently, uh, but again, this is probably a reference to the First Doctor's TARDIS, and uh, uh, there, where he had lots of round things adorning the walls. Um, but certainly that wasn't the only TARDIS, but that was maybe more often seen in Classic Who. Um, they, they, they had him there with the Ninth Doctor, uh, so that was that was cool. Uh, they, they looked very different, but there were lots of round things there, so... Anyway, uh, the Doctor recalled wearing a scarf once. Uh, that was, of course, referencing the fourth Doctor. And in the serial uh, Planet of Spiders, Lethbridge Stewart takes one look at the new Doctor, uh, the regenerated Doctor, and says, Well then, here we go again. And this time, Madame Vostra is the one to say it. And finally, the third Doctor also didn't have any money uh, you know, made it clear he didn't have any money. And in in the serial Spearhead from Space, he actually borrowed change from Liz Shaw in order to use a payphone to call Unit. Uh, so didn't even have enough money to use the payphone. And Modern Day Doctor, I mean, he did have a, a sonic screwdriver, but Modern Day Doctor would have just used the sonic screwdriver on the phone to make it work. Uh, but apparently... The Sonic wasn't advanced enough in those days, I guess. All right, so uh, talk about the episode. Uh, the Paternoster Gang always gives an episode a good bonus. Um, for for a new epi- new Doctor first episode, I thought they did a pretty good job. Uh, it 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 it's always a tough transition. Um, I think it's an interesting time in the show because I think it it was an easier transition from. Uh, uh, David Tennant to uh, um, blanking on his name, so professional to me. But to, so let's just say from ten to eleven, I think they they ha- were both youthful, had lots of energy, and, and yes, they have their differences, of course. But you know, I think that was an easier transition. So now to jump to uh, twelve here, I think that's a uh, um, quite the jump. Uh, and so I think they really worked on this one to work with the audience on it. It felt a little preachy to me, if I'm honest. Uh, maybe you guys have talked about that already. Maybe you haven't. Um, but it was just sort of like, hey, you must like it. If you love it, then you must like it no matter what it looks like, which is fine. I don't care how the doctor looks. But the doctor is different. The doctor does act different with every new new doctor. And that should be taken into account. It felt like they... Uh, sort of it maybe didn't take all of all such things into account but still i don't hate the new doctor he's not my doctor but i don't hate the new doctor he's a darn good actor and uh, i i look forward to um i was talking with the whovian and i have i don't think i've seen all of his episodes yet um i i, I know i've seen regeneration um i i think i just missed a few here and there so i think it'll be fun uh, to fill in those holes and and watch this doctor through again so, all that to say, 
I'm going to give this episode an 8 out of 10. Uh, again, big bump from the Padnoster gang and especially Strax, let's be honest, uh, having him around. Um, I, I didn't feel like it was super rock solid of an episode, but still uh, still enjoyed it uh, very much, obviously. So, 8 out of 10, dinosaurs choking on the TARDIS. And for creep levels, eh, a few th- creepy things in there, um, you know, but, but uh, nothing... I don't know. It wasn't anything like super new. We've seen the clockwork type people before. Um, you know, we, we've seen characters like that. And but the fact that they're harvesting uh, people for their parts, let's just put it that way. That's kind of creepy. So I'm going to give it 150 creep levels, mainly based on that, um, especially when they said about the child section. Anyway, I uh, don't need to get back into it. But uh so that's it. Uh, thank you to Tardis Wikia and thank you to Noobs and the Whovian for keeping continuing to have me on. And I look forward to bringing you more classic Who connections next time. Okay, so uh, like we're not gonna fire you, Jerry. Yeah, we're not, we're not gonna kick you out. <laughs> He's like, thanks for like still having me on and stuff. <laughs> we're not getting rid of you. Uh, we love you, Jared. You're a staple in this show. Uh, yeah, man. So I had, I had two particular uh, responses to, to a segment there. First of all, um, he mentioned, and I, I read this in the Wikia when Vostra said, here we go again. The Wikia said, Lethbridge Stewart said the same thing. Okay. So what I don't recall is when Lethbridge Stewart said that, was that, his second time seeing the doctor regenerate. Cause I thought he said Wait. that to the fourth doctor and he, he interacted with the third and the fourth. Mm. Um, maybe he also interacted I, with the fifth and maybe he said it to the fifth doctor. So I could be, I don't maybe know. that's what I'm thinking. Of. Maybe, I, but I don't remember, but as we've already said, Vastra only ever knew 11. So, so what did she mean when she said, here we go again, unless it's just strictly a classic who callback. In which case, I still don't get it. You know, like it still doesn't make any sense for her to say it. So when she said that, I went, "Wait a minute! Why is she? What? She's huh? She didn't know ten or anybody else. She only knew eleven. So, anyways, I didn't get that. Um, the other thing was Jared was talking about them being preachy and saying like, if you don't like this new doctor, like, tough, no <laughs> yeah, tough. Um, <laughs> and I, I, as he was saying that, I looked at Corbin. And I was like, "Is that what the veil scene was about? I, that I don't." Because y'all were talking about, like like you said, like, don't be ashamed of what you are like on the outside after people accept it. But until then, like, wear the veil. Yeah. <laughs> like, there is kind of a what what you look like on the outside versus who you are on the inside. There's that theme going through the episode. And if we're using this veil comparison, the veil is so easy to see through anyways. So like, it's a prop, dude. It's, it's supposed <laughs> to be that way. It's but a like, figurative thing. This whole but, comparison is even dumber when you take that. Well, sort I'm of just, thing I'm, I'm wondering if that's what Jared was talking about when he said it felt preachy. Was he talking about that scene? And if he's talking about that scene, now that, that scene makes more sense to yeah, me. That makes if that's, sense. if that's the point that they were trying to get across, um, I guess, I don't know. So I mean, it makes more sense, but not it, it, a yeah. whole lot of it. Yeah, it does. All right. So overall, Jared gave it eight out of 10 dinosaurs choking on the TARDIS, which, uh, by the way, what the heck, man? The episode opened with a T-Rex going, and you think, oh, it's a dinosaur episode. And then he's like dead in the first five minutes. 
combusts. Yeah, like burnt to a crisp. That had nothing yeah. to do except they took away one part from it. Instead also, of just taking the dust. All yes, of London not burn octagon. down when there's a <laughs> like, burning T-Rex. I mentioned the scale felt... of the dinosaur, which appears to be right. towering over the skyline. Yeah, the, the throat city. of that thing made the TARDIS look like a, the size of a Pez. <laughs> and like you said, he was like, like, uh, Eye to eye with Big Ben. Like they were like big, I don't but think T Rexes were that big. big. But anyways. Okay. Um at any rate, so what's your overall rating? Uh trippers, you want to go first? I'm gonna go eight point five. I think I love Strax. Eight point five what? Um Clara's passing out too soon. Passing out passing out too soon. When she held her breath. Oh, oh. <laughs> still I thought you were talking about when she got hit by the newspaper or something. <laughs> <laughs> That wasn't too soon. That was right on time. Uh, anyways, it had strikes, you were saying. I just, I love the pattern of sewer gang. Yeah. That's even how you say that. I don't. It is. You got it. It's like, it's so hard to say. Um, I just love this, like, meeting a new doctor and, like, I just, Strax will always be my favorite character Absolutely. forever. But I think it was good. I mean. Awesome. The whole robot things, like the actual point of the episode didn't, I don't know, I didn't really like that. But <laughs> It was think, weird. We started yeah. with dinosaurs, we ended up with clockwork droids, but then I we're li- dealing I with a new the doctor. I background stuff. And then missing. <laughs> like, what? Um, okay, so, um, by, by the way, total side note, you, you mentioned the, the clockwork droids. The... The dude, the half face man, which by the way, that's how he's credited. The half face man, that was amazing. Oh yeah, that was, yeah, was yeah, amazing. Because yeah. I, I could not figure out so was it puppetry? Was it oh, CGI? Yeah. Especially when was you it, see like the side of his face, yeah. you see all the way in. You get there the were scenes where you were seeing the motors were, and if you looked away from what they were trying to get you to look at and look at the lips and everything, you could tell that was a completely dummy head. But the times where he's acting, yeah, and half of his face, I don't know. It must have been green screen, I guess, but it was amazing. They just put a green patch right here. Yeah, they can. Yeah, that's absolutely what. That's what they, they did with uh, Two Face. Yeah, they, the, half of his face was green or which, blue. I don't that remember was which also one they did. Amazing. Yeah. Um. So I'm gonna. <sighs> that was a very Corbin. Large you go. Side. Corbin, you go. Uh, I'm. I thought this one was good. <clears throat> I'm gonna say. Uh, you know, I'm gonna say eight. Eight out of ten. Uh, d- uh intense stares. <laughs> Also, angry eyebrows. <laughs> also, on a side note, the uh, T Rex is a, at max like twenty feet tall, and Big Ben is three hundred and fifteen. Holy feet cow! Tall. So <laughs> not even close. So like more than ten times. So like you wouldn't the see yeah. the T Rex oh if you, you were zoomed that, out that but far. Jeez. Uh, yeah, three hundred and fifty feet. Fifteen. Yeah, like three hundred fifty. That would feet? make the yeah. TARDIS like. It's ten times bigger than it should. Scale was saying, all man. out of whack there. <laughs> wow! So it was a three hundred foot T Rex. I, I guess was the Big Ben. I assume the Big Ben was there. Yeah, and, yeah. He remember he walked past Big Ben as it was ringing. No, like I mean, like the Big Ben was actually constructed in that time period, is what I meant. But it was actually the. Oh, height that's a good point. That. That's a good point. I, I honestly, it don't was know. definitely not right. twenty feet tall, though. Yeah, it was not that tall. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to give this uh, seven out of ten charred T Rexes. Why so low? Um, just didn't like the plot. Honestly. I went, I in, I went into it. this ready to hate it. <laughs> <laughs> ready to hate it. As you do. As I do sometimes. And then remembered, oh, this is the one with 
and we will not burn him with acid. And, you know, at the times, shall I send it up and, you know, have a put your clothes back on? You know, again, Strax made this a seven instead of a five. I mean, really. The comedy definitely kind of carried this episode. Oh, my gosh. Um, the story was, was all a, over the place. And it was a bizarre. good I could watch kind of idea, the fight scene with, oh. with oh, the Paternoster yeah. gang. Um, Jenny and Vastra flying down out of the ceiling. Pretty much everything Jenny said in this episode. Um, <laughs> all of those parts. Pretty much, I want the Paternoster gang to have their show. That's what I'm saying. If you just yeah. had the background. Um, like, I think the actual plot with, like, all the... I don't know. The plot, weird. the plot was the plot was fine. It, it was a little just, all over the place that you start with a T Rex. Yeah. Like okay, here's don't start okay, with here's that. here's a major continuity problem for me. Okay, we saw them regenerate, and they're like, uh, it was them. We saw him regenerate, and then he's like, "Do you know how to fly this thing?" And then the next time we see him, see them, they're flying out of a T Rex's mouth, and then they kind of kind of mention that I don't know what happened. There was a lot of screaming, and then there was a T Rex. Right, so we're left to fill in the dots that he couldn't fly the thing properly. So they landed in the Jurassic the period. Yeah. For some reason, got eaten by a for some reason three hundred foot tall T Rex, and then as a result of being eaten by the T Rex, they took the T Rex through the time vortex, which, which we have established kills, kills you and also repeatedly kills you, and shows up in Victorian London. Why in Victorian London? Because we got to have the Paternoster gang on board. Like the whole opening also, doesn't make it, any sense. It, it wouldn't have taken the dinosaur because like it doesn't take the earth. Uh, yeah, there's so many, <laughs> so many things. So many things. They can materialize around people. They've never materialized outside. Anyways. And not to mention everything with the T-Rex was Everything so with the T-Rex was like, weird. At 20 foot tall and 40 foot long, the thing couldn't have gotten the entire TARDIS down its throat oh, yeah. at once. Right, and the fact that like the doctor climbs up on the roof and is like talking to the T-Rex across town Which, <laughs> and translating the T-Rex and anyways, <sighs> it, and, and, then that, and then as it turns out, that has nothing to do with the plot. Mm -hmm. Nothing at all. Except that it exposes the fact that there's something weird going on. They should have started with like the murders and just gone with that. And just exactly, stuck with exactly. the Exactly. Yeah. Just start there. That's all, you didn't need to burn a T-Rex alive. Like, in the One of thing it does kind of do is it establishes they've been there at least since the Jurassic period, but that's not, you don't have to explain that with a T-Rex. Okay, it did do that. All right, but at any rate, at any rate, that's not even my problem with this episode. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All that just to say. My I main problem with this episode is they make me not like the doctor. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> they tried really hard to do that. Listen, right out of the gate. I did not, if y'all recall, I said this in the, I think in the Matt Smith episode, I did not want to like Matt Smith. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because David Tennant was my doctor and I didn't want to like another doctor. I definitely didn't want to like another doctor more than him. And it turned out I did. And part of the reason is the 11th hour, you love him mm -hmm. in the first minute. The first time you see his face, Do you remember the doors? Popping open. And then he goes. And him pulling up. Out, yeah, the grappling hook coming out. Yeah, yeah so soaking wet. He and then he's like. Like he's having a great Hello. time as well. <laughs> yeah, and he's, and like, now here's the thing, right? The doc, the 11th doctor had his moments of like, okay, new mouth, new tastes. I got to figure out yeah. what kind of food I like. But that was silly and playful and fun. Mm -hmm. And he had a few minutes, a few moments where 
his body wigged out on him and it was like, oh, I'm, I'm still cooking or whatever, right? The 12th yeah. Doctor's version of this is yelling at a drunk dude in an alleyway because you got a frown that you didn't being terrible frown. to him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Being terrible to him. You have a coat. I'm cold. Why should we both be cold? Give me your coat. What? Huh? That's like, and then they did the thing that they did with Tennant that I hated that they did with Tennant. They knocked him out for part of the episode. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys remember, but there's a scene with David Tennant just waking up from a coma, walking around in a long Ebenezer Scrooge nightgown. And they and I hated it. And they did it with 12, except he walked around town like that. I hated that. I didn't like the fact that I, I okay, make the doctor a little discombobulated, right? Yeah. Oh, new teeth, new taste buds. Uh, like, you know, got to figure out my new outfit and, oh, I'm going to have a leg spasm because things are weird. That's fine. But when they completely incapacitate him, I'm like, why? And, and not only did they- have like, instead of having the characters confront him about his personality, they're talking with each other while he's passed out sleeping. Yeah. Like, why is he Yeah, they're talking about him like, like they can't talk to him about him. And, and like I said, okay, I, I think I said this in the last episode or two. Where I said, you know, I'm realizing um, for a long time I didn't like the 12th Doctor. And now looking back on him, I like I, when I go, oh, that f- one of my favorite memories that I have about Doctor Who is from a 12th Doctor episode. I forgot that that's where mm-hmm. that was. There was one time I was trying to find um, I was trying to find one of his amazing speeches and I thought it was an 11th Doctor speech. And then I, when I finally found it, I went, holy crap, I do not remember that coming out of Capaldi's mouth. And I think part of it is this episode made it so hard for me to like him that I didn't like him for a while. Cause it, and so it now came off I, to where he comes like, off as a jerk. Yeah. I don't want to hug you. The old man. That's what he comes off as. He's the definitely cranky, a cranky, crotchety old man. Oh yeah. yeah. I've got angry eyebrows. I've got attack eyebrows. He's got like, I'm not the hugging type anymore. He acts silly in the <laughs> least. Oh, yeah. yeah. In this entire now, episode. Here's the thing. Let me save you from what happened to me and tell you this is not the 12th Doctor. This episode is not the 12th Doctor. You know what is the 12th Doctor? The last scene. Mm. When he's in his new clothes. Oh, yeah. And he's talking to her. And remember, like Mm. I said, it was after he was done being crazy. When he's done being a crazy old man, he's starting to become the 12th Doctor. And, you know, every Doctor takes a little bit to settle in. But Where he, like, that rips is the mask off. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. But like, um, why was he so crazy? Because like 10 was yeah. knocked out cold most of the episode. 11 right. was and then he came more out. silly than he yeah. ends up being most of the time. But yeah. he wasn't like, a I, don't, I would, I would even that. argue with you on that. I don't I mean, yeah, <laughs> he was a silly doctor. He wasn't but, extra excited. Yeah, but and he's, crazy, he but. was crazy in this episode. And so that's why, like I said, honestly, honestly. You take out the Paternoster gang, this is a four or a five. Oh, yeah. yeah. I do not like this episode. It's just there's Doctor nothing being about a jerk it. and yeah. Clara whining. And then not. Because he's not the person <laughs> he used to be. Right. So, to be fair, seeing how he acts, I can get why Clara would be concerned. It, right. Yeah. And, okay, so all, all that to say, all that to say, listeners, hear me. I am not dumping all over the 12th Doctor and saying he's Just crap. this episode. I am saying I don't. Here's what I'm saying. Like this is actually off. a compliment to the twelfth Doctor. Yeah. I hate how they introduced the twelfth the twelfth Doctor. Yeah. I hate it. They made now, him come off. I will say this. Like the crotchety old man. The thirteenth Doctor? 
great regeneration episode. Similar themes, not a crazy person. <laughs> okay? Um, I think they, complete jerk. I think they actually strike an interesting balance, and, and we'll get there in, in, in a year or two. We'll get there. Um, but to me, I would say, I would say, if I, okay, if I had to rank my regeneration episodes, I would say 11th hour, number one, hands down. And then 13th, uh, the, the woman who fell to earth, and then the Christmas invasion, and then uh, uh, the the clips I've seen on YouTube of classic Who regeneration episodes, and then this episode. I mean, it, I don't know. They, I don't. I don't think that they did the Twelfth Doctor justice. They don't tell you anything about who this guy is going to be, like they did with ten and eleven. Yeah. I'm sorry. They tell you some stuff, but they. I don't think they give you an accurate depiction of what this guy is going to become. So yeah. let's look forward to them uh, fleshing out this, this 12th doctor. So Jared gave it 150 creep levels. I'm going to, I'm going to give it 200 uh, because the, I'm always thinking about the younger kids and the clockwork the droids are kind of creepy. Yeah. Oh, the balloon was, yeah, I'm sorry. The balloon gets an extra 25 points, 225 out of 500. It didn't look terrifying, but when you realize when you when you're told what it was, yeah. Corbin, Corbin, what about you? I'm going to say a hundred. I mean, Okay. Oh. Again, a little bit of like, oh, it was made of human skin. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> yeah. He's also made of different human body parts, but yeah, you know. kind of weird. I yeah. love the eye. It's like wow. That one eye, man. Right when they did the real close up of that eye, and you could see oh, the uh, the nerves coming out the back. Yeah, it's kind of gross. So, what'd you give it? A hundred. Yeah. Awesome. I'm gonna give it a hundred too. All right. Um, we are running a bit long, so let's let's. Uh, what do you guys think? Should we uh, spin off theories into a 0.5 mm-hmm. episode? Spin yeah. that off. All right, because right. I, I feel ever. like we we might rush ourselves, and we've got mm-hmm. some stuff to talk about. Um, Corbin has some particular stuff. Apparently, he's he's got something he hasn't told me about yet. So I'm Why? I'm curious. It's so right there in the notes. What do you mean I haven't told you about yet? No, uh, that you just have three words. I don't know okay. what your thoughts are. <laughs> I want to hear what you have to say about that topic. So, ooh, now we've teased it out. Really ah. well. So so tune in Wednesday for a point five episode. We'll we'll spin out our theory section. Uh, so that uh, brings us down to listener input. I don't think we had any listener input. Did I mention anything to you guys? I don't have anything here. Okay. No. Uh, so the game plan, guys, as of right now, as of right now, as of right now, <laughs> okay. it's already, ch- well, last week I said as of right now, and it moved. So um, right now, Bill and Ted 3 is set to premiere on September 1st, um, and that is set to premiere in theaters and video on demand. I still have yet to see where, where it's, it's supposed to be on video on demand. And I have yet to see whether or not it's going to be in our theaters. If it's coming to our theaters, we are going to see it in the theater. It's mm. <laughs> a done deal. So um, with that in mind, guys, uh, keep keep an eye out on online and see where that is coming up. And if it's playing in a theater, I, I encourage you, if it's if it's safe, if you're, if you're okay to go out, um, to go do that. And if not, catch it on video on demand. Um, it may be um, some of these movies that have been coming out have been coming out for like, it's 20 bucks. So it's not like, you know, four ninety nine, like it is if you mm-hmm. rent it on Amazon. Um, it's it's a little bit pricier, but if you compare that to buying movie tickets for your whole family, that's what they're trying to counterbalance there. Mm-hmm. So so if you if you spend twenty bucks on it, you know, sit down with your whole family and uh, watch Bill and Ted three. Which means, by the way, if your family has not already seen Bill and Ted one and two, you need to do that yeah, and then let them listen to our timey wimey episodes <laughs> on those. Um, so at any rate, we're gonna we're gonna do that and. We will keep you up to date on how that falls in the recording schedule. Um, we will try, because we are a week 
uh, out of sync with when we record and when we release, Just that'll be- actually give listeners more time. So, so theoretically, from the time that it comes out until our episode comes out should be a two-week period, not one week. Mm-hmm. So you should have a little bit of time uh, to, to get that. Also, like, we might not be totally accurate whenever you're listening to this, so... Oh yes, absolutely. Yeah, next week it could change because the notes right now say it's coming out August 28th because I haven't updated the notes because last week that's what it was. (laughs) Actually, maybe last week we did say September 1st. I don't even know. It keeps changing. So uh, keep an eye out online. Guys, next week we just move on to episode number two, Into the Dalek. Where it's amazing. uh, By the Mm. way, by the way, by the way, this is the, uh, what was it? The Wakia said this is the first regeneration episode to be sandwiched by Dalek episodes. The last episode was a Dalek episode. The next episode is a Dalek episode. How specific do we Quiet, you. I love my nerds. You leave them alone. (laughs) (laughs) We have pointed out some some really random stuff here, Uh too, on on the show ourselves. So, At any rate, guys, Noobs and the Whovian is a production of Master Closet Studios, where it's always smaller on the inside. Your senior producer is me, Austin Reason. Our audio engineer is this guy. I'm Trip. Our production editor is the other guy. I'm Corbin. Special thanks to TARDIS.Wikia.com for the sometimes and usually right trivia. Thanks to Jared for the classic who connection shout out to victor jared and james for their patreon support make sure you head over to noobs for links to our social media outlets and our patreon don't forget to be a supporter there wherever you found us make sure that you subscribe leave us a rating share us with a friend not because we're a great show but because we watch one until next time my name is austin i'm the hoovian these are my sons corbin and trip and, and we're, we're the news and we will see you next time goodbye don't forget the bloopers be whip